0: we've got a, a lot of different interesting news to cover today as we are looking at the market uh on wednesday uh, january 18th as i record this almost near the market close but uh yeah, we've got a lot of different things going on out there we had the uh the ppi numbers come in uh for december we're kind of mulling that over and really watching what the market is thinking about this one and uh it definitely sold off uh pretty heavily on some of this different news that is coming out so We're going to cover uh, all the reasons as to why that might be. Uh, We're going to be looking at some different news from uh, some major players that we normally follow and uh, really try to make a uh, distinction as what we should be doing now. Is the the market going to uh, ultimately cool? Are some of these numbers uh, just too much, too fast? Uh, Really, are we overbought and where we could go from here? Uh, So, yeah, thank you guys for joining. And, uh, yeah, first off, I wanted to say that... uh, uh, that PPI number did come in about 0.5% down on the month and the expectation was down 0.1. Uh, so we did drop those uh, produ- producer price index numbers more than anticipated, which uh, ultimately shows that the market is cooling. A lot of those prices on commodity items are coming down, although we're still seeing uh, those numbers in food are uh, really spiked. Those are definitely holding some numbers up. But on that producer price index, we are seeing that slowing in the uh, the raising of uh, the rates or the prices that people are paying for everyday items. So that uh, definitely slowed some things down. But then we have the Fed rate decision going forward. Right now, I'm looking over at the uh, the CME Fed watch tool, and uh, currently we are about ninety five percent saying that we're going to be at a rate of about four and a half to four point seven five. And then about a 4.7 chance of going for that 50 basis point hike up to 475 or 5%. Now, uh, one thing that I did want to note is that uh, Bullard is saying that, you know, he is thinking that a 50 uh, basis point hike should be in the cards. uh, But ultimately, he is a non voting Fed president. And uh, it's just kind of a, Line item that he's kind of pushing it out to say that we should probably go a little bit more aggressively. Uh, ultimately, some of these numbers are cooling, but uh, it might not be enough in his uh, in his mind. So that is definitely something that is dragging on the market today and something that is weighing heavily on investors' minds. Are we going to go a little bit more on that heavy side right now? Or are we going to get that 25 basis point hike that we've all kind of priced in? So we are cooling. Uh, another thing that I wanted to look at was the, the S&P. I know we, uh, we're getting really close to that 200-day moving average. We look at that a lot to see where the trajectory of the market's really going to take us. And when that 50-day reaches that 200-day, it is going to be a point of resistance. So if the 50-day cannot move o- above that 200-day moving average, ultimately, um, I think it's just going to be a ceiling right now. And we really need the numbers and everything to cooperate to go ahead and move above that. But now you you kind of couple that with uh, a couple other things going on out there. You know, we've got uh, some earnings from banks. Uh, Goldman Sachs missed uh, pretty substantially. Morgan Stanley had a small beat. But um, a lot of the different things that were pulling down the Dow yesterday on Tuesday were the fact that Goldman had such a bad quarter. Ah, uh, travelers' insurance. I think the ticker is TRV. They had a bad quarter, and they accounted for a lot of the loss yesterday. So there are some signs that things are slowing. A lot of that lending business has slowed down. But uh, ultimately, you know the NASDAQ really did rally over the past week. And uh, overall, I think it was a little bit uh, overbought. I know the uh, the RSI and a lot of the different indicators that we can watch on these indexes are saying that we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. So uh, a small cooling day here, but uh, overall, the market has been doing uh, pretty strong over the the past uh, about five to maybe seven trading days. I just wanna take a look here what the Webull portfolio that we are investing in is doing. And uh, we started the year down about 14 and a quarter percent. And where are we now? I did go ahead and buy MPW yesterday. Uh, for the investing challenge. We're actually down 1.1% uh, on today's uh, trading session. And we are down for uh, the about year and three weeks, we we're down about 7.89%. So we have come up since the start of the year. Like I said, we were down about 14 and a quarter. Now we're down just under eight. So we have moved up, but uh, today is in the red. So uh, some other news that I wanted to cover is... Uh, well, one, some some good news for Disney, uh, China actually lifts their unofficial ban on some of the different Marvel movies, and they have set uh, a Black Panther release date of February 7th, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, that movie, will be debuting there on February 17th. Uh, we've also got some news on uh, TikTok out of University of Texas. They actually went ahead and banned uh, TikTok from being used on any of their uh, devices or any of their Wi-Fi, it has been banned. So we are seeing more pushback on the uh, the Chinese, uh, you know, digital media company there. So I think that could be a beneficial thing for Meta and for a lot of the other social media players out there that are not as heavily tied to China. Uh, going forward, we've also got uh, some commercial real estate problems in San Francisco. Now this rate has been moving on up since uh, Q4 of 2019 from a rate of 3.7% of vacancies in their commercial real estate. Uh, Now we just got a reading that they are at 27.2% vacancies in those commercial buildings. So uh, the the work from home and all the kind of trends that have taken place over the past couple of years are really hurting that commercial market. So we will ultimately see if we're gonna get back to the office or what's gonna be done with all this commercial property. I'm sure it's very expensive to rent out there and they're gonna to have to find some big players to fill these uh, vacancies in order to uh, keep that market going. But that is definitely a number that uh, is concerning. 27% is a huge jump from that uh, 3.7, uh, You know, only about uh, three and you know, a few months ago. So we are definitely watching that. We've also got uh, Apple announcing some new products and uh, they also said that they are looking to build uh, cheaper mixed reality headsets. So ultimately, we will see what that happens to bring. We've got uh, some new Mac products. I believe the new Mac uh, 14 and 16 inch, uh, the, the laptops are uh, in production. They've uh, also been working on their own chips. So a lot of different things out of Apple. That one has been uh, moving up. Small loss on the day, only about 0.16%. And uh, over the last five days, how we looked there. Yeah, we moved up from a low of about 132.30 uh, and we are sitting at 135.70 over the past five days. So uh, definitely in more of an uptrend, uh, we did do a little bit of cooling today as we almost met uh, 138 yesterday uh, midday. So that is definitely uh, kind of that trend going on in the tech space. Uh, Jim Cramer actually came out and said it's a little too early to be buying uh, tech stocks. Uh, I kind of disagree. It just really depends on your timeline. Yes, there's going to be some volatility. We've talked about that before. But uh, ultimately, I think a lot of these uh, bigger names, we are seeing some of these PEs get down to a spot where I think you could start picking them up now. Uh, on a PE basis, I don't think Amazon is quite there, but uh, you know that, that peg ratio on Amazon, I think is sitting right around a three, which ultimately that uh, higher peg ratio says that we're going to have to pay more for the growth that we're getting at today's price. And they normally average out the growth over the next five years when working in the peg ratios. So a higher peg ratio, you're paying more for that growth on today's numbers. And that uh, PE is also very stretched on Amazon. But when I'm looking at uh, Apple, uh, for example, we've got a 22 PE, so that is a lot more of an indicator that the price is uh, trading more at a fair value. Uh, When we look over at Meta, which is a uh, controversial stock, but a lot of people seem to think that it is going to have a great year. Uh, When we're looking at the PE there, where are we? We've got uh, a PE of a 12.9. So if you like the risk that it comes with buying Meta, I do think that the PE is at a uh, evaluation where you could buy this one for a long term play. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have its risks, but uh, I do think that it could be one that you would look to buy. Um, you know, maybe now, maybe kind of average in. Same thing with Google. I really like Google here. We're trading down at ninety one. Uh, with a PE of 18, I think that is a fair valuation on this company, and I think long term we are going to be happy that we bought Google in the low 90s. Uh, in a few years, that's just my uh, my two cents on that. But um, what else we got? We've got uh, Party City. Uh, ticker is P R T Y. If you're following along, they are filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, so that uh, is definitely gonna be a black eye on that one. And it is. Uh, really time to see what their moves are going to be going forward, and if they're going to try to keep that company alive. Uh, we talked about Bed Bath & Beyond a while back, and uh, I had told you guys that I wasn't really looking to get into this one. Um, ultimately, I thought there was going to be a lot of volatility, and this was probably on the 6th when I'm looking at this. We were down near a dollar thirty. We had a massive spike up to five dollars and twenty four cents, and now we are trading at three eighty seven. Now, uh, definitely a, a big spike on this one. Again, not one that I want to play. I just wanted to point out the fact that sometimes the volatility in these names can be for uh, great for a trading uh, position. You know, went from a dollar thirty up to that high uh, in the past month of five and a quarter, and that could have been a great place to make a lot of money. But uh, again, you know, being down 6.5% today, this is gonna be one that is going to be very volatile and uh, volume on this one of uh, 127 million shares over 10 days. Uh, a lot of shares are trading in this name. And I just want you guys to be careful about what you're getting into and know that these can be very tough positions to try to trade. And that's really not my lane. I just wanted to point out that uh, um, it did have this massive spike. I don't wanna say... I was wrong. I just wanted to say that I would not play with fire and this name. Um, like I said, it's going to be volatile. You can certainly trade things if you want. It's more that speculative position or that mad money that I could see maybe five, maybe 10% of your portfolio being in some more speculative names or these short-term positions, if that is your style, but, uh, it's really not mine. So, uh, I guess do with it what you will on on trying to trade these companies that are in and out of bankruptcy and going through some severe problems. Uh, Kind of a forewarning to what could happen with Party City, and we might have a a massive down day. And then you know some of that uh, volume and volatility will spike back up, and we could see that this one uh, starts taking off again. But I don't want to be there when it starts crashing down. So. Um yeah Party City's currently sitting at 37 cents. So not one that I am looking to get into, but I just wanted to bring that up. Uh we've also got uh Amazon. They are setting to begin the round of layoffs that they announced earlier this month. And uh I believe that was for 18,000 employees to get laid off. And a lot of the cuts right now are going to be in retail and HR. Uh so definitely some problems there for uh those people, and uh, hopefully they can find some other jobs and not uh, be unemployed for too long. But I uh, did want to point that out that uh, Amazon cuts are happening. We've also got some layoffs, or uh, I believe Microsoft is actually, they're, they're planning to fire about 10,000 employees. So both of those companies, I do think that they uh, the management has the right path. They ultimately know that they overhired and they can't afford to keep all these people on payroll, uh, especially with the way things are looking. We looked at the uh, the SCI reports from the St. Louis Fed last time. We saw those numbers that 26 or more states are in a negative number there, and that can certainly hurt uh, or be a telltale sign that we are looking at a recession. So a lot of different companies are planning ahead. We're really trying to uh, get out in front of this thing and really keep the company afloat. So a lot of different stuff covered in there. Uh, overall, the big, the big news today was the, the PPI, uh, coming out and saying that he expects or would like to see a 50 basis point hike at the next meeting. As I said, the, uh, the CME FedWatch tool is still saying that we're going to get about 25 basis points, but, uh, should that pivot and go a little bit more aggressive, that would certainly, uh, affect the market and all those tech companies on all these growth plays from having those high rates that they need in order to keep the uh, the companies afloat and really have that uh, accessible capital going forward. So uh, ultimately, I think the, uh, the market's just cooling a little bit on some of that news and uh, some of the other layoffs and problems that are out there. There's a, a lot of negativity building, although I do think a lot of these stocks were oversold. So just uh, something to take into consideration when you're looking to build a position. And uh, if you do have some limit orders, I might... Uh, Keep an eye on those and look at where they were trading maybe a week or two ago and try to uh, really set your limit orders at a price point where if it does come back down, we will be ready to buy at those prices, not the over elevated prices that we've seen from the market rallying for the the past five or 10 days at this point. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. I will come back. We're going to talk about the investing challenge and uh the stocks that we are looking to buy this week and why we're looking to buy them so stick around i'll be right back all right we are back here and uh just wanted to point out if you are looking to get a uh, an account started for yourself i do have some links in the description for etrade crypto.com finance and weeble we are using uh weeble for the investing challenge for 23 you can buy fractional shares and crypto over there so that one definitely uh is nice for a lot of different investment types, but uh, E-Trade is where I do the the majority of my investing. Uh, Also, uh, make sure you are following along on Facebook at Let It Grow Investing, and uh, we're doing the poll over there that uh, ultimately is deciding what stock we're buying every week and putting in our investing challenge portfolio over there on Webull. So uh, a lot of different links, a lot of different offers to help get you going. And uh, if this podcast is bringing you any kind of value, I would definitely appreciate a contribution uh, to the podcast for as little as $0.99 a month. But uh, And that's over there at anchor.fm slash let it grow. So I am reading a a quick uh, story here from BlackRock uh, saying that a lot of different people have already sounded the alarm on the U.S. economy. And uh, they're saying that recession is a uh, foretold as uh, central banks, central banks race to try to tame inflation. Uh, the strategists believe that the central banks are deliberately causing recessions by overtightening policy in an effort to bring price levels under control. Uh, so we've kind of seen this uh, kind of play out from a lot of different people. We've heard that they are going to continue just to, you know, raise these rates and uh, make monetary policy a little bit tighter in order to not have as much free money floating out there and really kind of get things back on track. So it doesn't really look like, um, you know, the central banks are really in the, in the standpoint trying to boost up the market. They're really trying to get that inflation under control. We've heard this a lot of times, but the more we see people uh, really report on this, ultimately we're going to get uh, some slowdown in the stock market as people are trying to plan with the next six months to 12 months is going to bring. So the more we hear uh, bad news, ultimately it's kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where uh, a lot of these stocks will sell off in order to uh, really try to plan out what the next uh, you know year might bring in the market. But uh, with that being said, uh, week three did conclude in the investing challenge. We went ahead and bought Medical Properties Trust. Uh, ticker over there is MPW. And, uh, I know we had a decent bit of upside on that one. I believe it was in the teens and the dividend was uh, pretty nice. Also, that one was about 9% the other day. Uh, currently it is at eight and a half percent. We did get a nice run up and this would probably be a good one to buy the day. I put it out there for a poll because I believe yesterday when I bought this one, it was up 5%. So definitely a, a, you know, pretty uh, drastic move from, now we're trading at $13.54. So definitely a a nice little pop, but uh, if we would have bought it a couple days earlier, we probably would have been doing a little bit better there. But uh, ultimately, the analyst research is still looking like we have some upside on this one, uh, about 20% as of right now. So definitely have some upside here. Uh, Now going forward, uh, we're looking at week four results or week four uh, poll uh, first stock would be AMD. I'm looking at uh, semiconductor plays as I think they sold off a little too heavy. And uh, AMD is definitely one that uh, was caught up in that as well. So we've got about 17% of upside. You're really not going to get too much in the way of dividends with chip names normally. And this one does not pay a dividend, but uh, it, very growth oriented company. And they are still looking to uh, make all these new chips that are really trying to compete with NVIDIA. Uh, Qualcomm, a lot of the other main chip players that are out there. And uh, one that really has been destroying Intel in the past. And those growth numbers still look pretty sound, also. Uh, number two was going to be Tesla. And this one has, uh, you know, those margins that are still pretty strong. And uh, even though they are lowering those prices, they have enough margin to do so. And they're getting a lot of those vehicles under that $55,000 mark to hopefully get some of these tax credits when all of that starts rolling out. Uh, so ultimately having those prices lower and then having the rebate on top of that from the, the government should ultimately increase these numbers. They were also kind of waiting to have, uh, you know, the, the COVID lockdowns in China lifted so that factory would be producing more and also have uh, Giga Berlin back online in order to have more production there as well. So yes, there is a little bit of a demand issue But uh, I think that's across the board. But uh, the interesting thing here is that Tesla can lower those prices and still have enough margin and probably enough volume with the fact that prices have been cut so much and now you could be potentially in that uh, category to have that $7,500 tax credit as well. So uh, number three, I'm looking over there at Airbnb. There's still a lot of demand for air travel. And ultimately, I still think a lot of different people want to have their own space when they travel anymore. So we do have some better uh, margin numbers from Airbnb compared to a lot of the others in this list. We do have about 20.6% of upside on this name. And uh, the, the demand for air travel and ultimately still having some people go uh, to some different destinations and not wanting to stay in a hotel is definitely a prevalent factor out there. It seems kind of like a Demand change in the way that people want to travel going forward. So, Airbnb ticker A, B, and B is number three on week four of our investing challenge. Uh, Now, number four, conversely to Tesla, we are looking at Ford. Uh, Ford, we did buy this time last year around uh, $25, and now we are looking at it at $12.47. So definitely a um, stock market price, drastic cut on this one. Definitely one that has done poor since that time that we bought it. But uh, a lot of that demand has really slowed. We still had uh, you know vehicles trying to sell over sticker. And ultimately, that is getting um, kind of crushed as a lot of the used markets coming down. And there's not as much demand in the new side as well. So we do have a quarterly dividend on Ford of $4.74, uh, $4.74%, point seven four sorry, and uh, a PE trading at 5.74. Now the margins are much lower here and they don't really have that pricing factor and in, in that margin uh, protection to lower prices on the Mach-E in order to get to that $7,500 federal tax credit where Tesla does. So you're getting a dividend, you're a little more legacy auto, You've got uh, some of the protection from the truck side of the business. About thirty percent of upside, according to eight different analysts, and uh, there is some reason to look at Ford here. I do think it is a safe play at a PE of a five, but uh, that margin is uh, on the tighter side. And also, we've got uh, some problems with um, demand out there overall. And you know, having a recession is definitely going to hurt that as well. So, if they can find a way to lower the cost and get more people in these vehicles with that tax credit, I think that they could uh, really see a lot of uh, upside here, and there's still a lot of demand in the truck business. So that is definitely good to see for them. Uh, The Lightning has been doing very well, and uh, ultimately the Mach-E has been selling strong as well, but we just really wanna see what happens going forward with uh, the demand, and ultimately those prices, and if they can get that tax credit for the Mach-E. Now, uh, number five, is one that I'm very strong with right now. Uh, the fact that uh, management went ahead and uh, plans to fire about 10,000 people today or 5% of their staff. Uh, I think Microsoft um, could be a very strong contender going forward. Uh, we've talked about the chat GPT, the fact that they're looking into buying about uh, 49% of open AI in order to have more growth. Ultimately, they are you know, cutting some more of that workforce in order to uh, be able to save some revenue or save some on the, uh, the payroll side of things and ultimately really save uh, a lot of money doing so. So they've got the growth in buying or putting their cash to play in a company like OpenAI. They are looking to do the Activision Blizzard deal, which might fall through. Uh, Google and NVIDIA have come out and kind of gone against that. We've also got the EU really looking to uh, crack down on what's going on with this deal. Uh, We do have some companies or countries that have already gone ahead and approved it. I I think Serbia, uh, Brazil, and one other one. I don't have that report in front of me. But uh, overall, uh, one that could really do well as uh, they find some other ways to grow. They're really trying to protect that bottom line in a way of firing about 10,000 people. We've got about 20% of upside currently from 29 different analysts. We're sitting at 236, call it, and the average price target is about 283.50. So definitely got some room for some upside. Uh, That PE is a little bit higher, but the revenue is supposed to be rolling up nicely uh, for Microsoft for 2023. So if they can protect all those numbers and get some more growth out of these other deals that are going on, I feel pretty strongly about Microsoft long-term. And uh, I feel also very strong about AI long term right now. Um, So uh, I wanted to say that these are the five names: AMD, Tesla, Airbnb, Ford, and Microsoft. Now, in the way of uh, the investing challenge, get over there to Let It Grow investing on Facebook and get your vote in. I know the uh, the polls are only two days now. That's like a a Facebook thing. I can't adjust that in the settings. So once you see it, please get your vote in. And uh, also. I did want to point out that I am getting more bullish on AI stocks. I think with OpenAI, ChatGPT, and a lot of these different uh, AI um, programs or software that's popping up, I think a lot more companies are are really opening their eyes to what AI can do for them. Ultimately, I think it's going to replace a lot of jobs in the way that AI can help uh, these different companies build out programs or find problems in their work or create slides or presentations. Uh, so there's a lot of different uh, ways for companies to save money with AI and also grow with the autonomous industry. So uh, certainly some stocks that I wanna look at for next time, I'm gonna probably uh, pull up some of those. They'll probably have uh, some different ones in week five and uh, I'll try to get all my thoughts together and uh, report next time for next Monday show. But uh, that's what I got for you guys today. Thank you for coming by. Thanks for listening. And uh, please go ahead and make sure that you are inviting others to join us. And uh, feel free to add others to the group that are like-minded investors that want to uh, see a good long-term trajectory for this uh, investing challenge. But uh, yeah, I guess I will catch you guys on Monday's show and uh, be safe out there. Take care.